0: looking to get cold side of up front. away from David! 3-1 Reading! 3 points
1: Reading!
2: Hello, welcome to the Umpire podcast, supported by Blue Cross Street Food. Reading went to Portsmouth yesterday in what could be described as the biggest game ever to be seen on the South Coast, potentially, and lost 4-1. Um, Paul, it didn't really go as as we'd all hoped yesterday,
0: but maybe as we expected yeah i think what you saw yesterday was uh, a team in league one who actually does take advantage of mistakes and doesn't make quite so many defensively they're a lot sharper in both ends of the pitch and that's why they're top of the league isn't it basically yeah um still top of the league and
2: still six points clear matt i mean reading just don't win at portsmouth do they like i think we we won in the carling cup or the carabao cup. i don't even know what it was called back in 2015 but we won we won there then but i think it's like 30 years or something since reading have won in the league at fratton park now
1: 1997 yeah and i look back at it i think we've only won there like four times or so in like in our entire history it's really really bad in something like like 45 50 games yeah it's it's not a great record we have at fratton park
2: yeah um it's not a great record at all we went into yesterday with a bigger away following 2000 fans down there and two changes, Matt. Uh, Yeardon coming back into the team, starting right back. And I'm trying to think of the other second change off the top of my head. I cannot remember it. Maybe there was only one change, in fact. It was only one change, wasn't it? Yeardon came uh, out. No, Savage. Before, yeah. Savage came out for. Oh, of course. Craig started. Yeah, Craig started for Savage. Yeardon came in at right back. Uh, and Mola got shifted over to left back. Smith started on the bench yesterday correct decision or not Matt
1: yeah, no like i we, we did it earlier in the season at Peaceborough as well um to be honest, I'd much rather Smith get a little bit more rest against a team like Portsmouth and be fighting fit for port Vale and um uh the up and coming games get port Vale, Carlisle, and the likes you know rather than you know. Not wasting him, but putting him up top against you know a Portsmouth team. I think um, you, you know Kelvin didn't have the best game against Fleetwood, but I think you know he he, he seemed a lot more up for it yesterday. He was it was running the channels well, kind of created some good opportunities as well. Um, yeah, like I think you know Smith Smith's had his um, had had his problems of late, but he's you know he's played pretty much every single game. You know, so a bit of player maintenance in a game like that, I don't think is a bad thing to be honest. And, Paul, I think Geirdon coming back yesterday,
2: in the first half especially, we could see the difference uh, going forwards down the right-hand side. He provides a lot of, you know, not necessarily attacking threat himself, but he does provide a lot of options. And the ball does move, you know, relatively quickly down that right-hand side when he's playing.
0: Uh, I think he's a pretty key part to a team at the minute. Yeah, definitely. He also brings some experience, doesn't he? Um, he's been you know, I don't know how many games he's played hundreds isn't it for different clubs throughout the years but I think it's um, really important that we've got him back more for the upcoming games that we've actually yesterday uh, I think those are the ones when hopefully he's gonna I want yeah I mean I know we let him fall yesterday but I don't think we need to steady the ship I don't think we've played terribly yesterday um, and I think defensively we've looked fine for the last few months. So. Yeah, I think he'd be a plus. And attacking-wise, as long as he comes off after about 65 minutes, we'll go, okay because he's knackered by then, isn't he, really? And his knees, I think, are done, aren't they, really, basically?
2: Yeah, he still struggles to play two games in a week, really, doesn't he? Back-to-back. So uh, the first 35 minutes or so yesterday, it could be argued it was some of the best football we've played, I think, so far, Paul, the first 35 minutes. Um, We started really quickly. I think we had a chance after 10 seconds or so um you know it was a really quick start from Reading and we, we did put Portsmouth on the back foot and I think first yeah first 15-20 minutes Reading were the ones on top and you couldn't really distinguish which team was the team at the top of the table Matt between Reading and Portsmouth it, it felt like Reading were the team on top really
1: yeah, yeah, it was surprising, really. Um, you know, for 35 minutes, I guess, you know, a lot of Reading fans were kind of sat there and almost thinking like, you know, we we don't have Smith playing, and yet we're actually playing a really effective high press again still, which was nice to see, because often when Kelvin's played, the press hasn't been as good when Kelvin's played up top anyway. Smith seems to lead that a lot better. Um, you know, and, and it wasn't just going forwards. It was kind of defensively. We were kind of um pressuring Portsmouth so much that pretty much almost whenever Portsmouth got their foot on the ball it was just coming straight back to us they they I think they only had that one shot that was from what 25 yards I think in that in that first first 35 minutes it was it was a really surprisingly good kind of start and like I said I do think it's some, some of the best football that we've we've kind of seen it's um it's just a shame. Obviously, no, no, the chances could be taken. Makara obviously had that massive chance on about twenty minutes or so. I remember him being in the stadium and just thinking, like, how could he have missed there? I thought it was from about six yards, but he wasn't. It was about three yards out, um, and he's kind of flicked it ten yards above the bar. It's um, yeah, wasn't wasn't the greatest of uh, finishes by him. But again, it, Kelvin had some great chances
0: as well. Yeah, if you'd have had any left foot there, Makari. He would have, should have swung with that first, shouldn't he? He's trying to get it with the outside of his right. Um, I think Kelvin does really well here. He's got um, quite a lot of criticism for his kind of link-up play in his application, I think, sometimes, which I think is a bit unfair, really. But here, he puts in a perfect cross. I mean, it's an absolute... Would you say it was a sitter, Alex? I think it's got to be bordering on that, hasn't it? I think he's got a score. Don't like, can't really miss from there. Can he's two, three yards out.
2: If you put anything on it, as long as you keep it down, that's a goal.
1: Like, it's too close. It. Just, to just, really just react run it. into it. You don't even need to flick it with your foot. Just run into it. You know, you're you, you're so close to the goal that kind of any connection on target, as long as you're not literally flicking it into where Norris has stood, it's probably a goal, right? Like he could even go and head it. You know, at that that point, you know, it, it's just anything but what he did there and. I mean you did start to think though that uh, like after how how we started, kind of how Portsmouth started, you've got to kind of make good of these kind of passages of pressure. Yeah, we had we more shots to struggle on that with. as
2: well. Like we had mm. Kelvin had another shot from the left hand side, which was a decent save from, from Norris. Um and we had a you know, we had a multiple chances from from distance. I think Wing had a shot as well from distance, which was saved. So it's one of those um periods of play where like we have a lot of chances but we haven't managed to actually take one but none of them were that apart from the makari chance none of them were like glorious golden opportunities i think um but that's the one we should have scored and obviously you know as you're saying Matt, if you don't score in those moments you like if you're playing against a team which is near the top of the table often you're going to end up being disappointed
1: well it's one thing like i say that I can't remember too many games when when we've actually been on top massively and where we've actually made those passages plays kind of pay. Seemingly, um, I, I might be forgetting something. I might be being being quite stupid and brash here saying that, but it's like quite often this season when we've been on top of again like teams teams near the bottom and stuff. You 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 kind of coming away and thinking like you've got to really be making making those moments pay. Th- th- this season we seem to struggle doing that i think this year um but yeah it is it was just a frustrating well a, an encouraging but frustrating 30 35 minutes really
2: yeah i, I mean i take some heart out of the fact that the first 35 minutes was good i think kelvin was good in the first 35 minutes i think tyler Binden was very good again the first 35 minutes or so you know knocked away everything um and then unfortunately you know one one kind of error um the ball gets played into makaru just inside our own half and and we end up with makaru he picks the ball up inside his own half and and tries to to turn but the turn is really quite lazy and loses the ball ball gets swept across from the portsmouth uh, right to left and i think yeah the goal itself was you know, it's a it's a reasonable strike, Paul. The first ports of goal. I I I'm not going to go to Matt because I like we'll come to Matt later on. But um, I like bus has got to save this. I like I saw some people say it got deflected off yeardon but I mean, watching the replays off of the the camera behind the goal and things, it just doesn't it doesn't come close to to being a deflection. Um, and I think Button's you know he's got to save it. He's got a hand to it, and it is near post, but it's. Yeah, it's not
0: a it's not a shot which I think he comes away with any credit from. No, it's a clanger from David Bunn. Um there's no point hiding that, is there, at all. Um we know we all know he's capable of this. We've all seen this in other games throughout the season. Northampton away was the worst, there's no doubt on that. But also what we've had in the last few months is he hasn't had to make many saves. And there's a, a very big upside to that. And yesterday he had to make a lot of decisions, make saves, which he hasn't had probably since the last time we probably played Portsmouth, to be honest. If you think back, I mean, he hasn't really had many games like that. So I think he's been okay for the last few months. He's not very good. We all know that. And I'm sure Matt is going to give his thoughts on it, and that's fair enough. But you just fear he's going to make – I just hope this error doesn't go into his next game. It hasn't shown that recently, but I hope it hasn't.
2: I do think you're right. When he's asked to do less, he's obviously going to make less mistakes. And unfortunately, like, you know, yesterday it was the first time he was really asked to do something and he's made an error. And it's, we've gone one nil down. That's the issue there. Like, if it's, you know, if, it, if the game is 2-0 to Reading at that point, we've, we've kind of had chances and we could have been ahead. Mm. That error doesn't mean quite as much. But when you go one nil down away from home against the team who are top of the table... It, it puts you in such a difficult position to try and come back into the
0: game then. And you can see the reaction from Button when he conceded though. He knows it's an absolute, he knows he's, he's had not a good yeah. moment there. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, as you say, we, we know he's not anywhere near the top, top keeper in league one. So it's not that surprising. Um, you kind of have to, you, I guess you kind of have to live with these moments with, with having a keeper you've got on a free ultimately. Um, at the bottom of League One, you don't when you haven't had that much choice in who you've been able to sign. I think it's, uh, you know, it's probably an area that if we end up with a new owner, it's probably an area for the next season that we're going to have to look to to improve because we're not going to end up being a whatever top ten side in League One with with David Button in goal if
0: he's still here next year, for example. 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, we, we you try.
1: One thing we did miss in the first half, actually, um, was a potential red card for Portsmouth. I don't know if you remember it, Alex. Yeah, the, so the the, wipe out Kelvin.
2: Yeah, it's a really good odd one because then the so Kelvin I again, this is another piece of play from Kelvin, I think, which was really good. He he did he does track back yesterday quite a lot in that first half, trying to, you know, make something happen. And he wins the ball off of a, I think it's off a of Portsmouth corner or a free kick. Um, and the ball's been cleared out, and he kind of gets to the ball first, knocks it over the head of one Portsmouth player, past the second, and as he's knocking it past the second player, uh, he gets, yeah, wiped out by, I don't know who it was, but it was a Portsmouth centre-back. I'm not sure whether it was, um, yeah, I don't know which one it was, but he gets wiped out by the Portsmouth centre-back, and then the replay of it looks kind of really, I don't know, unclear, to me, whether it's uh, like whether he's been wiped out by the Portsmouth player, yeah, with an elbow. Or whether he's just kind of like jumped, they've jumped into
1: each other. It's it's quite difficult to tell because of the speed of it. I think. Um, I think there's an elbow in there. I really think there's an elbow in there. It look it well to me. It looks like he's gone in and he's just gone in with his elbow like that. Like maybe maybe like obviously not deliberately. I don't think many players go in and deliberately go with their elbow. Um, you know, just to just, just to wipe someone out. But he's definitely gone in with his arm first. I think. And there's an elbow there. Um, I think you you could have easily seen a red given for that.
0: Uh, on the all day version of this, you won't get the full appreciation that me of Alex have have of uh, Matt doing the big elbow every time he mentioned it.
1: <laughs> we need, we need to get these clips up. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was a, a red card or not. It's, it's, I mean, we got it, the ref played advantage um, and we ended up actually having a chance off the back of it, but we didn't, yeah, we didn't score obviously from it. Um, I, I, don't know if if they came if he came back and booked the player or not off of that. But there was six. Yeah, he got a yellow. He got yeah. A yellow there was card. a lot of yellow cards in the first mm-hmm. half. I think there was six yellow cards in the first half. In the end, um, it was you know quite. A...
1: It was a very gritty first half, really. It was very stop start. Like both, you say a lot. Yeah, of... both teams were all over each other in the first
2: mm-hmm. half in terms of in terms of yellow cards. It was um, apart from Femi's
1: knees. Was... Femi got a yellow for almost breathing on a Portsmouth player, which was quite yeah. Amazing. His yellow card was yep. very soft. I, I was, in all honesty, I was
2: quite surprised there wasn't a red card after that first half because it was very, um, yeah, it was very kind of like heavy-handed, I would say, in terms of in terms of cards. Second half starts, um, and Portsmouth have a very quick chance from a header, uh, which they put over the bar, and then the second goal, pull comes after like three minutes in the second half, and it, it pretty much heals the game off really as a as a tie. Um, again the ball is on the left-hand side it's not really great defending from from Romola I think it it, like he's let the he's let the Portsmouths uh, midfielder in a bit too easily into the box here um and I think again I think it's another one where I think Buston hasn't really like done very well it's like gone across him and this is one of this is something I was talking to Matt about yesterday about David Bussett and my major frustration with him. It's not the mistakes where, like the fourth goal, which we'll come on to, um, but it's the consistency in which he's beaten with goals which go across him, especially from you know ten to eighteen yards. Uh, we saw it at Wigan. We've seen it, you know, yesterday. We've seen it a number of times this season. When the ball goes across him and across the face of goal, he struggles to to get to that kind of effort.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, we've Marlon seen that a lot like um, 12 yards not, or so. Yeah, it's not uh, a new development from David Burton, really. Um, on that goal, I've got to say, Ben goes well. Uh, gets completely stuffed, doesn't he? he? He overcommits. It's a combination of players there. It's not just one error, it's multiple. So, yeah, I'm, the problem is with League One is you can never see these goals really from enough angles that you're used to in the Championship especially in the Premier League. So you never really know how kind of like how much chance players have and whether it was a good finish or not, unless it's on Sky or something. So, yeah, probably David Burton again. Possibly could do better. Yeah. We're going to have try. to bring in Matt on this, aren't we? Because he is just... He is, he is absolutely... I was going to save Matt. Matt for
2: the fourth goal because I figure he's going to have the most to say about the fourth goal. So <laughs> save,
1: save me for that one. He's just not very good, as everyone oh, knows. I'll wait, I'll I'll wait
2: until then. After the second goal... Uh, 50 minutes. Smith comes on pretty soon after that, a couple of minutes after, and we do change system slightly. Uh, with with Kelvin going out left and Smith going back up top again. And I think Matt, after that second goal that Paulson scored, we we did create some chances again. Uh, Smith came on; he had a shot from 15 or 20 yards, which was straight at the keeper, straight pretty much as soon as he came on. Um, and we created probably two or three chances for Sam Smith. I think there was a there was a moment about 70 minutes in just before they scored their third goal, which was um, which was Sam Smith on the right hand side. And the keepers managed to kind of like just get a hand to it as Sam Smith tries to poke it past him. And it it felt like we were creating with Smith up top, which gives me a little bit of like, you know, comfort that we weren't. I, I don't necessarily think we were being dominated by Portsmouth as such, but it was more a case of, you know, they made the most of our mistakes
1: yeah definitely and I think one of one of the big things I think of late is um, I think Sam Smith has been a bit starved of kind of service of late he he struggled to um, maybe not find himself in in scoring positions but just the ball has never come to him when he's been in those scoring positions which has you know led to a bit of frustration I think um, which is him just going on a bit of a dry patch um but when he came on yesterday he, he, he looked full of energy looked full of running he didn't look like someone who's kind of had a little bit of a niggle kind of lingering there um so hopefully he can carry that forward like say that save from from the um little flick that smith got that was very instinctive from smith it was really good play it was a really good save by by norris as well um so yeah and kind of if, if that goes in, i think that was at two nil that goes in different different game you know and like you say smith had a couple of a couple of really good chances i can't really like be that frustrated at, at him for that, that there was a chance where he could have squared it to kelvin or not squared it but played it wide to kelvin and kelvin could have got a shot away and was probably in a better position to do that but smith at the end of the day is a number nine isn't he you know and he's someone that's been starved of service I think we can allow him trying to score goals like that and, and taking shots. I'm not going to complain at him, you know, I'd rather him do that more because the more he does that ultimately the more goals he's probably
0: going to score and the better we're going to do. I think he should pass to Kelvin there though.
1: He should. No he should.
0: I he have noticed a right. little trend from Smith in the last couple of weeks that when he does get through doesn't his decision making has gone a little bit off kilter. I feel like that's because he hasn't scored for a while as well. Yeah, yeah, it could be true. It could you be get true this time he's a striker
2: who yeah, the team's more when he hasn't scored, he then tries harder and harder and harder to score, and
1: it like ultimately that doesn't always benefit the team. No, Kelvin had one on Tuesday as well. You know, Kelvin had one where he should have played it wide left. I can't remember who it was to. Was it Makaru or someone? I think. Um, you know, so uh, like at the end of the day, they're strikers. You know, they 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 they, they want score, score goals. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and they want score goals. Smith, he's on a dry run. He's not had many chances to shoot, so he's probably chomping at the bit at every chance to take a shot right at the moment so i think this for five or ten minutes after after
2: the second goal the five or ten minutes we did look okay i'm not saying we would have come back into the game but we looked okay the speed the speed and tempo that was there from reading to, to want and the desire to get back into the game um the third goal completely kills it off as a contest really and it's a really frustrating one to concede because it's we get a free kick just inside our own half on the left hand side and Kelvin puts his hand on the ball to play it quickly to Nibs. And it's it's played really poorly, um, Paul. It's a, it's not a very good pass from, from Kelvin because he's tried to play it so quickly. It's, you know, it's a bad pass. It's intercepted. And Redding are basically caught completely on the back foot. And within about five seconds, six seconds, Portsmouth are on the edge of the area. And again, it's another shot which comes from the kind of their right-hand side just about their right-hand side um, from the edge of the area, which goes across David Button and into the far corner again. And it's it was a really frustrating one to concede because we were, you know, we
0: had a free kick, but we conceded from it less than 10 seconds after getting it. It's completely self-inflicted, isn't it? Um, completely avoidable. The defence is left wide open after a bad decision there from Kelvin. He, it's so obvious what he's going to try and do as well. He hasn't put any disguise on it i don't it, actually I, see, see it. I don't think the decision is that bad the execution is the the issue of it the, like the process is horrendous no, no, you're right but i don't know when you're in that scenario you just have to be you know careful don't you because you're on a halfway line portsmouth counter pretty well as we've seen you know they've scored seven goals against us in two games they do like playing us unfortunately this is the reality isn't it and there's a reason why they are where they are. But I don't think... I think on this one, Button, I don't think he can do much about it. Binning gets turned inside out, unsurprisingly. You know, he's just left stranded, isn't he? And um, game over. Yeah, they're well. all they're all caught
2: on the back foot completely. Um, I don't think Button, like, you know, gets down quickly to it. But ultimately, it's not really his fault, that goal. It's just kind of another one, which is a very similar kind of... In the catalogue of, of goals we've conceded it's a, it's quite a similar one i think um and as i as i said i think this one kills it kills it off as a contest really at three nil uh we go we do make some subs here matt and one of the interesting subs from yesterday was that ben elliott came on for for kelvin but instead of going out wide and going on the left we saw Harvey Nibs go out onto the left and Ben Elliott come into the centre for the last 15 minutes. And I think one thing which we've maybe missed um, over the last couple of months, maybe since new year, is that actually Harvey Nibs is not really that effective in away games as a number 10. He doesn't really provide very much as a number 10 in away games at home. Sure. But away from home when we're, you know, really trying to counter and, and we don't have quite as much of the ball, he's not as effective there. Um And actually, when Ben Elliott came on, I, I felt that all of a sudden that the centre of the pitch, we did actually have, there was a, there was a few more options coming from the centre of the pitch once Ben Elliott was there.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's a bit of the inconsistencies, isn't it, around Harvey Nibs. You know, I think everyone loves him and, and he is quite a fan favourite. But, you know, I think... For him to take his game to the next level i think he's he's got to find a way of getting into these types of games you know and fashioning a way to you know after having maybe a bad 30 minutes 30 minute spell getting back into the game yesterday I, I I can't really remember much much that he did but it's 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 very much kind of like him you know th- this season really he'll probably come back in the week and have two very good games like you say at home
2: one of the things with harvey nibs is often that we see him have a, quite a strong first half and then he he does i i love it. i think he fades away slightly in the second half um mm-hmm. it, yesterday it wasn't necessarily that it, it like he struggled i think f- to get into the game really at all uh mm-hmm. but you're right there's every chance now on tuesday he'll have a great game and score two so mm-hmm. it's not a case of like he's a bad player but i do think there's definitely a lack of consistency, particularly in these games where Reading struggle. He also
0: struggles as as a whole. He doesn't like, you don't see him stand out. I don't think he's got the ability to grab the game, has he? He's a good, decent player, but, you know, I I don't think that's in his locker. But he's also been important players for us this season, so I'm not going to call out Harvey Nibs at all. You know, he's doing a a fine job for what we've gone for.
2: No, I agree. I, I yeah, definitely agree. he's not necessarily a game changer, but he's he does exactly what you what you ask of him. Um kind of nothing more, nothing less almost. Um there was a fourth goal, Matt, which we'll come on to now, um, which was in the eighty fourth minute. In fact, just before we do come on to the fourth goal, one thing I think we should touch on. I don't know what it was yesterday with Fratton Park. Um, but the, the, the pitch was, I don't know whether they were playing on like a water slide or, or what it was, but it was Reading players. They were everywhere, defense. weren't they? Yeah. I mean, newest was wing, especially are, like, in the nice. second half. I could have counted, I, I lost count of how many times he slipped over in the second half. <laughs> I don't know whether it's like a blades versus studs kind of thing from back in the day or, you know, whether Reading just aren't used to playing on the Fratton Park pitch, and the Portsmouth players were, but it was incredible how many times the Reading players were slipping over compared to the Portsmouth players.
1: We we discussed it at the game. You know, like I mean, I don't know if if having the wrong studs is still a thing in this day and age. I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, yeah, it was very very weird, and the 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 pitch was getting very cut up because of it. Um, I mean, I don't know if they were watering it for the entire week ahead of that game um but it, it caused a few nervous moments at the back as well because I think there was a moment in the second half where Binden slipped over at the back it was it was really weird um like some of the Portsmouth players did slip over it wasn't just Reading um you know players who who, who were slipping but it was very weird I saw a tweet from their groundsman as well the Portsmouth groundsman apparently um got some choice words from um from uh, the Reading coaching stuff when we were warming up apparently because we wanted to warm up in the penalty box which they don't allow. Seemingly um, at Portsmouth, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, I don't know whether or not they uh, they did something different. I don't know, but it it, it was. Um, I've never seen as many players fall over or slip over in a game like that. It was really weird. We did have one moment, Paul. Um, of that uh, I was going to say
2: you know joy, but it wasn't really because it didn't go in. But Lewis Wing hit the bar from a free kick,
0: which you know Lewis Wing kind of doing almost Lewis Wing things here. Yeah, that's a good free kick. Obviously, uh, it's not quite on target. It's incredibly close, but another player who's been very good for us in the last few months. So he could do that on Saturday and, sorry, on uh, Tuesday and score. Hopefully, he does it next Saturday as well. So here come good. Just one of those days yesterday. Um, I just can't get too down about it. I think probably how we played yesterday was how we've probably played for the last two months um, in many ways. At some points, maybe we played even better for about we're half an hour. A team but... who, we're playing a team who's top of the league, right? That's yeah, the, yeah. I think the that's thing. the difference, isn't it? I don't think we've massively dropped off or anything to worry about. It, it's the opposition more than us, I feel.
2: And then we'll come on to the fourth goal here. I was going to dedicate a whole podcast to this because, you know, I don't know how much time we've actually got, but uh, go on, Matt. You can talk about the fourth goal now.
1: Button does, button things, drops it, scores a goal. There we go. I've I've got nothing really more to to add about Button. To be honest, like I, I, he's just not a very good goalkeeper, is he? You know, we know that. Everyone knows that. Um, I wish we could replace him with someone else, but I don't think there's really anyone better, you know, in the club to be in goal. I do, I do think that at this point, it's not necessarily the worst idea to
2: to have Joel Pereira have a game or two. I don't know if next week is really the ideal situation to do it, no. uh, because the games are. You know, really big next week, as we all know. If it wasn't a case of, you know, we're three points clear of the relegation zone and we've got two games against, you know, bottom eight teams next week, I would suggest maybe that David Button, you know, could do with a couple of games out. But I think next week, it's do you really want to throw a keeper and who's not played a league game for however many years in next week for two games? I think it's, it's a bit much.
1: No, I agree. I agree. You know, it it's just the annoying position that we're kind of left in and you know, I think kind of in the games that Pereira has played in the cup as well he's not really looked that brilliant either. Um so yeah, it's just it's a really frustrating one because like like say ultimately we've we've actually played really well yesterday and defensively we haven't been that bad, you know. Like we've not given away any big opportunities. We've given up 0.63 xg against a top a top of the table side and we've conceded four goals. Yes, that kind of you know says something about potentially someone in the team, but like you know we, we haven't really done badly you know we, we we created chances you know which could have completely changed that game. If we score one or two of those goals in the first you know thirty minutes, it's a different game. instead, you know we've given Portsmouth the opportunity to come into the game, and you know a few kind of fortunate goals from 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 um you know goalkeeping mistakes have have kind of really cost us yesterday.
0: What did you both think of Craig yesterday? Obviously, because Savage has been starting recently. On that first goal, he get completely bypassed by Portsmouth, and you know, obviously, there's a lot more to come after that. I just wonder, actually, whether if Savage is now kind of slightly ahead of him. What do you think?
1: I don't think he had a great game yesterday um, at all. I know I think Alex thought he had a you know a decent first half. We were talking about it at the game, and then you know really fading the second half, but I like i like i think i like i've always been kind of i guess a, a savage supporter within this team <clears throat> right from the early parts of the season kind of when you saw glimpses um yeah like i i, I it's tough because he's 20 you know and he's played a really top team um i'd say it's harsh to say that kind of you know it, it's a reflection on him and his ability but yesterday he didn't have his best game at all
2: I think for as much as we kind of ran the midfield in the first 35 minutes, we looked really bad in the second half.
0: No, that's probably true. I mean, what you've got to do now is just think about the team that we're going to play, obviously, on Tuesday, which is going to be a tricky one, isn't it? Um, That's absolutely massive, the next two games coming up. you revert back to Savage in midfield and Smith? Obviously up top. Is that the team that you pick? Basically, another nine pick themselves? What are you saying, Matt?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, I think I think it's probably gonna be the same team, Smith up top, um, Kelvin probably back out wide, I'd say, you know, for Makaru, because I don't think Makaru had the best game yesterday. Um, wasn't the best against Fleetwood as well. So put put Kelvin back out wide, have Savage back in in at midfield. Um, and yeah, you know, I think the rest of the team kind of picks itself at the moment um it's a big week it's a big week um i know alex and i were talking on the way out you know like what would we be happy with i think you know the next two games you know port port value you've got to be taking three points from you know after their run i know they've just changed managers got a really good manager and darren moore but you've got to be you've got to be taking advantage of these games these home games they're going to be the difference i think for us this year mm-hmm. you know um and and we've got a real chance to you know by next saturday we could be on 40, 41 points which then you're thinking there's only a few more wins really that we need a couple more wins and then you're safe. Um, you know, I think massive chance got to take three points on Tuesday and hopefully then take take three points the following Saturday. I think is it Shrewsbury? I think we play ne- ne- next Saturday. You know, two two massive games. Yeah. So have to try and get the three points or six points for, for both. I mean, when you when you
2: look at our results against teams in the bottom half of the table at home this season, the only game really where we've played truly dreadfully so far has been fleetwood and that's it so the hope has to be that we can you know
0: but Burton wasn't great either it wasn't great that but one. we we yeah. never looked
2: like losing against burton ever no
0: that's also true
2: yeah and the other thing i think although i know lots of people will say yeah six points is a, is the must six points is the must for me i think if we get four i'm going to be at least content this week we've got to be I think we've got to beat one of them so that the gap maintains uh, at least against one of them. But six is the ideal, obviously.
0: I think it's six points, to be honest. I, I feel like we really do need that because there's that horrible thing lurking in the background that none of us want to talk about for too long, but there's a possible none deduction coming, isn't there?
1: I think you've got to look at how how those teams actually, or like, what kind of teams those two are, portfolio. Vale
2: like a they few weeks by, ago you probably they are both pretty poor teams aren't they
0: dreadful ahead. teams you know oh, like, I mean, like, well, they've got three teams. wins in the last 25 matches or something like that it's it's something i'm saying i'm and, saying i'll be happy with four but i'll
2: be honest like four is the absolute bare minimum if we get three points and we've lost one of these games then it'll be really disappointing uh like two points is dreadful three points is really really pretty poor like it has to be four points is a bare minimum and you know realistically six points is the you know of, that's what you've got to aim for next week because like, these two games pretty much define the season I think because if you win them you're looking at it and you're thinking well we've got we've got games left against Cambridge and Wickham and Northampton at home and like we've got teams we've got so many games against teams who are in the bottom 10 still and we might only need to win what two more of them if we beat
0: these two teams next week oh please let it happen just let it happen let's just get a little bit of relaxation that would be amazing but we uh, in my back of my mind i'm thinking this is reading fc we don't do it that way do we alex it, it, it's never straightforward
1: we make it hard for ourselves massively always no it's the, it's the reading fc way like you say us is changing things he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get us two wins this
2: week it's all <laughs> right keep the keep the faith right we'll uh We'll yeah we'll we'll end it there. There's not much we can really add about Portsmouth beating us four one when they're top of the table. Um, it's one of those ones where you look at it and you think, what can you do against a team which are going to take advantage of your mistakes? As long as we can uh, bounce back on Tuesday, I don't really think anyone's going to care too much in the, the grand scheme of things. And ultimately, Reading never win at Portsmouth, so I don't know why any of us are even surprised. Um, We'll be back maybe before Tuesday. Depends. Hopefully. Maybe look out on your podcast feeds for a preview. Maybe there'll be one. Otherwise, have a check back on Wednesday because we'll have a review of the Port Vale game where Reading have put Port Vale to the sword and beaten them 5-0 um and you know go seven points clear or
1: whatever it will be of the relegation zone by six you points should have ended over. the podcast alex you, you've just tempted faith 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 you've there. got very oh, big man. there i agree with that <laughs> very very big <laughs> I feel like I'm,
2: yeah i'm maybe going big. I'll, I'll go for three nil i'll so, say you know i'll give them a i'll give them a little just,
1: bit of just stop just, work. stop just end it you're <laughs> killing us alex I'll give them a. I'll give them a. Cut him right?
0: off. Pass. Cut him off. <laughs> don't get um, Don't, don't no, let we'll him will, keep
1: speaking. Whatever
2: the result is, we'll be back on Wednesday with a with a review of the Port Vale game. Hopefully, it's a three or five nil win. Fingers crossed. But um, yeah, until then, up the ding.